Hey guys, Tom Ulrich and Sean Quigley here from the podcast What's Going On Here. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. And to get in touch with us, uh, just go to our Facebook page and leave a message or email us at what's going on here podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, guys. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of What's Going On Here. My name is Tom Lovrick, also known as T-Love. And with me, as usual, I have the Star-Lord himself, the uh, a Lord Marshal, as they call him in certain places. And as he is well known in the techno circles as DJ The Quig. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Sean Quigley, The Quig, how are you, sir? Uh, pretty good. Yes. <clears throat> pretty good. Uh, actually, I mean, you're correct. I am the Lord Marshal uh, now. I'm actually going uh, tomorrow. Uh-huh. I'm going to be making my, uh, I guess, re-debut oh. as the Lord Chancellor. The Lord Chancellor. That's right. That's right. That's right. I'm sorry. Yes, uh, I forgot that. Yes. No, 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 no. You had it right. I oh. am the Lord Marshal. Oh, you're currently <coughs> the Lord Marshal. <coughs> that's why it's a re-debut. You see, I was the Lord Chancellor. Uh huh. And then there was a new show. Uh huh. Then I became Lord Marshal. You got demoted. And now I'm going to be Lord Chancellor again. <laughs> So they demoted you? Uh, not really. It was a sideways move. Oh, oh. It was more it, of They're a, shuffling because of uh, uh, benefits, aren't they? Bastards. Yeah. <laughs> it was more of a sideways move. But yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm becoming Mr. Dual Role. Bastard medieval HR people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, uh, for those of you that don't know, we are a podcast where we watch, or, um, where we watch little-known TV shows or movies. And then we watch the middle 20 minutes of said TV show or movie, and then we try to figure out what's going on here. If it's a foreign language uh, TV show or movie, we turn off all subtitles and just listen to the native tongue and really try to figure out what's going on here. Or as in a recent episode, what we've done, because we were in the city and it was very noisy anyway, we just turned off the volume altogether and just tried to read lips and figure out what's going on. Because that was, I believe, an English-speaking movie. Yeah. The last one we did with Dolph Lundgren, Uh Legend. Yeah. 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 So that's what we do. And then we also review local eateries, uh, local food, and uh, and local beer whenever possible. And, you know, because beer is beer and uh, the home, the craft brew is such a big thing now, I would say like, what, three, four states within three, four states is kind of local? Yeah. Right? That's fair. That's fair? I th- anywhere that you could conceivably drive to, do something, and, and drive come back, back within and, the same day. day. Yeah. That's yeah, local, I'd say. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So that's like a five, that's a four, five, six hour drive. Hmm. You could do that, conceivably. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, it'd be a long ass day, but you could do it. Or in Texas, it'd be like Monday. I've been, <laughs> I've been to Virginia back in the day and, yeah, and sure. did things. Sure. So <laughs> Virginia could be local. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, so that's what we do. <laughs> and today... Um, the TV show we have, uh, you know what, I'm going to leave the TV show for last because I think it's a, like a, a special one. But, so w- w- the eatery we re- reviewed today, and this is a little aside as well, is Crossroads Deli. We went back to Crossroads Deli. We've done them before. They're a fantastic deli. They were just on Insider. You know the website? Yes. They were on Insider, and Insider did a thing on 10 reasons why you don't realize New Jersey's awesome. Uh-huh. And Crossroad Deli was one of the 10 reasons. Mm-hmm. Because of the fat Bubba sandwich. And that's what we wanted to get. It's a wrap with chicken cutlets and barbecue sauce and um, mac and cheese done with three different cheeses and all sorts of seasoning. And when I saw that, I was like, and I know the guys at the deli. And I was like, 
how come Andy never told me about this freaking sandwich? But I usually go there for breakfast Yeah. when I go there. And last time we didn't have it. So I went today hoping to get it for this podcast, only to find out they only serve it on Fridays, which was very upsetting because yeah. I was looking forward to like just this disgusting, delicious, heart-clogging sandwich. But anyway, so we went to Crossroads Deli. We both had the Coach Manning Hero, which is basically chicken cutlet, bacon, melted provolone, and honey mustard dressing. And um, today's brew, which I haven't had before, is by the fine folks at Paradox Brewery out of Shroon Lake, New York. It's brewed and canned in Stratford, Connecticut at, at, by Paradox Brewery for Paradox Brewery in Shroon Lake, New York. So... This beer is called Beaver Bite IPA. It's a IPA, obviously, with a 6% ABV and 68 IBU. And as we always do, because quite frankly, the beer is the star of the show here. Shall we crack these suckers open and see? Yes. What's up? A little auditory stimulation for our listeners. Mm. Okay. Let's let's see what's going on. Hmm. Ooh. Ooh, that's an odd finish. I wasn't expecting that. It's almost like they got it very hoppy and citrusy at the same time. Yeah. And they sort of seem to be... It's almost like it's going to be bitter, but it's not. And yeah. it's almost like it's going to be citrusy, but it's not. Yeah, that's a really good balance. I've not, that's, yeah. That is. It is. I'm kind of like... Because generally, I don't like it when it's too hoppy, when it's too bitter. Yeah. I'm just like, eh. This is a really good re... Actually, because I, I kind of went off IPAs a little bit. Because I think I just overhopped myself. Sure. I, too much, you know. Yeah, right, I got right. really into it, and I started getting more and more, and eventually it just got no, silly. No, it gets... Yeah, it and gets I've not had much. one in a while, and this is a great reintroduction to them, because this is... A very nice balance. A good example of how you can really make it refreshing, and the sort of beer that you could have more than one of. A lot of these IPAs have the problem. It just got to the point where it's like you can never drink more than one of the things because you, you I mean, you just. There was a. I, I was gonna. I was gonna pick up actually. Um, there were some six point beers mm. six, by Six Point Brewery, which we've had before and it was fantastic. But we had the Colch, the Colch Shower. I don't know if you remember, but um, and I was looking at one of the IPAs because I was like, okay, we've done a couple of other ones. I didn't want to get a stout or anything, especially with this heat. And I'm like, I, I don't want to. I don't want to drink a stout. And I saw one of their IPAs and it was like 9%. And I was just like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I've got in this heat, I don't know if I want a 9% yeah. freaking IPA, you know. No. But this is, this is kind of, it, it, it teases you. It's almost like, like I said, like it's going to finish bitter. It doesn't. Like it's going to finish a, a, a sour almost or very citrusy. And it doesn't. Yeah. And like you said, it's a very nice balance. Yeah, that's, that's, that's actually really good. That's, if again, if and if this was on if this was on tap somewhere, this would be brilliant. This would be yes. Okay, so the, the their description is citrusy, piney, and juicy. I can see the piney in there. Yeah, I, I, I I'm getting the piney definitely, and uh, obviously the citrusy. It's crisp. It's real easy to drink. And. Mm. And it's got that underlying hoppiness. That's not bad. Yeah, no, this is not. This is a very nice job. Good job, Paradox Brewery. 
Mm. Let's see what the, their description is. Juicy, hazy, and copper in color with just enough malt backbone to balance the aggressive hop bill. You see that? I, yeah, I would say, if it wasn't for the citrus, I would say this is aggressively hoppy. Yeah. But, but the citrus seems to have, it seems to have, like, reined it in. I think without the citrus, this beer, I'd be like, eh, this is, like, way yeah. too bitter. <laughs> this is on the back as well. I don't know if this is supposed to be a joke or, like, it's actually just a thing so that people don't get worried. It says, does not contain juice or pine or citrus. <laughs> we do it with the hops. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, you know what? <laughs> Probably because people are like pine. You know, you you can't eat pine because you'll get methadone poison, methyl alcohol poisoning. And... Yeah. Well, that's that's a very nice beer. I'm enjoying it, and it comes in a lovely 16 ounce can, so you can really enjoy. Yes. A nice beer with that. Mm-hmm. All right. So now our TV show today, we have gone back to what seems to be a very popular genre. Yeah. We have gone back to the telenovela. Yes. And this one is a Mexican telenovela. And if I butcher this, I apologize, but I'll try to get it correct. We watched Lo Que La Vida Me Robo. For those of you that don't know, that means Lo Que La Vida Me Robo. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I'm being facetious there. So anyway, we watched that and we tried to go by, because when we watched uh, uh, Pasión de Gavilanes, they had all the episodes listed and all the titles in each episode. So we kind of scrolled down to see which episode we're going to pick and picked one that was silly, which was The Cabin of Torture. So we kind of <laughs> wanted to do the same thing on this one. And, I, I, and let me preface it by saying this. As we were scrolling through Netflix to figure out what we're going to watch, Sean scrolled through his phone and he said, how about this one? And it was Lo que la vida me robo with a guy and he has this little silly... It, it was like a cowboy hat that was three sizes too small for his head. <laughs> yeah. On top of his head, almost like he's a big boy now. Yeah, yeah it was like a cowboy hat that it, it, it's this width of his head. Right. It's like, what's the point of it? <laughs> what's the point of this hat? Yeah. yeah. The, nothing, there was no overlap. Over, like his ears would get rained on. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. So he says, oh, look at this hat. And I was like, all right, this is what we're watching. And then, of course, Netflix did, only had the episode numbers listed. It didn't have titles to the episodes. So I went on Wikipedia <coughs> to look up some episodes. But all the title episodes are in Spanish. So, of course, in my limited Spanish, I can sort of understand some of them. And Sean kind of facetiously says, maybe we should just watch episode 69. And I'm like, yeah, that would be kind of funny. And as I'm going through and I see episode 69 says, Tumor Incurable, which is, for those of you who speak Spanish, Incurable Tumor. And I was like... We're so we're totally watching this, yeah. and I said, "Oh my God, we have to watch this episode." Sean says, "What is it?" I said, "Incurable tumor." He's like, "Oh, that sounds good." And I'm like, "And guess what number it is?" He's like, "I don't know what number it is. It's sixty-nine. All right, <laughs> this is serendipity. We're doing this. Synchronicity is working yeah. in our favor." So we're watching this episode, Tumor Incurable, and we go to it's. They're forty-five minute episodes, and for those of you that we expected it this time, and if you're not familiar with uh, telenovelas. The credits come on like 12, 13 minutes into the show, which I just don't understand. Uh, yeah, I have no idea. I just don't understand. I, I, I don't understand the, the thinking of it at all. They don't even have uh, credits in England on soap operas. They don't even do them. They're like, no. <laughs> there's, there's like a title card, but that's it. There's no like, you know, running through. Right. 
But we got the whole montage showing yeah. all the characters in the. I, I. Well, anyway, let's let's start with the breakdown because, of course, it's two minutes or so into it that that yeah. that that the credits start rolling. So it, the scene opens up with two guys arguing. Both are just incredibly handsome, like like impossibly so, like fucking a, like where do we find these guys? You know, it's like what. Uh, so the one guy is kind of blue-eyed or green-eyed, tall, uh, light brown hair. Uh, like I said, face like a, a bronze statue. I mean, he, he looked like there were several parts of his face that you can open a bottle with. <laughs> right, because everything was so chiseled. You could just <laughs> yeah. smash that. Yeah. No, he was, he was impossibly handsome, yes. And, and, and uh, Sean says, <laughs> right away, he says, Oh... What did he do that with his hair for? Mm. I said, what? I'd kill to have that hair. It's like, oh, that's all. He looks like Barry Manilow. So it was like, oh, instantly, that was our character's name. Spanish Barry Manilow. He was right there. And and I was like, why? Just because he looks like the Bee Gees? What's your problem, man? So (laughs) it was amusing in and of itself. And he's arguing with a guy who's uh, not quite the polar opposite. But he is like swarthy. And dark hair, but he has light brown eyes, almost like a like a cinnamon, like a chestnutty colored eyes, you know. Mm. But also like with the ridiculous jaw, and and like I was asking Sean, I don't understand how they do it. And I'm not now cognizant because I never watch American soap operas because they would nearly be as entertaining as Spanish soap operas. Why would I ever do that? Yeah. Um, their eyes are always so like watery <laughs> and shiny, and I'm like. Are they crying together? <laughs> Did someone just fart really bad? <laughs> Did somebody pinch them? I I don't understand how they get their eyes always looking so watery, and and they never blink. It's like shouldn't those fuckers dry up by now? I mean I don't I don't understand how they can manage to look like it. It's almost creepy. It's I I have no other way to describe it. I don't I don't know how they do it. And like I said, and they never blink. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I mean, there has to be some kind of trick or something they're playing there. I... Do, do they have like a low-level smoke in the room? To, well, I was saying like maybe they, they, they like they're allergic to stuff and they fill the room up with that shit before they shoot it and then they take it out <laughs> and then the guy's eyes are watery the entire time. I don't, I don't know. Like, what are you allergic to? Cats? Got it. All right, bring in twelve cats. <laughs> what are you allergic to? I am allergic to. Hand jobs. <laughs> okay. Soap <laughs> operas, keep in mind, if you're hiring one called Sean Quigley and you do the allergy bit to get the only going. thing that will work. <laughs> Wait, you're allergic to them or not? <laughs> okay, well, the production assistant today is uh, Tony. Tony coming in here. Big Tone, they call him. Big Tony, they call him. <laughs> 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 ah! <laughs> the director get on him. Get that get that angle right now. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, he's arguing. What do we call? I said I said the the Swarthy guy kind of looks like Cristiano Cristiano Ronaldo, and you actually had a better take. You said he looks like John Stamos. Mm. So we have Spanish Barry Manilow and Spanish John Stamos, and they're like arguing like intensely. Oh yeah. And it's just a weird kind of argument. I, and this is going to sound sexist. 
they argue the way I see women argue. Uh-huh. Where they're just kind of in each other's faces and their voices are very controlled and they just like clench teeth maybe sometimes. I don't know, whenever I've argued with a guy, it's either been because we've been shouting so loud that they can hear us from five blocks away or, or you're just like seething and you're just like... And when you do that, you're either fisticuffs are flying right after that or you're storming away. I've never seen guys argue like that. Have you ever seen guys argue like that? Uh, no. I, well, I tend not to see guys argue really too much anyway. I mean, in, in some way, a British thing. I sure, guess. right. You just stiff upper lip. I say that having, like, I've already had like two arguments in the past couple of months at work that, you know, I'd gone years without ever having an argument like that. <clears throat> so I guess I'm the exception. You know, the Americanness, but is you're just Irish. Me. No, you're Irish yeah. too. So there's an Irish temper. That's yeah, I have that. But but mine's very different. I have a very and in fact, when I was arguing, one of the times I was arguing, the guy I was arguing with actually made a comment, and he was like, "Why is your eye twitching?" <laughs> he, said, he said, "Why is your eye twitching? What does that mean?" <laughs> 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 ah, he almost called for an intervention. <laughs> oh my goodness. Mm. <laughs> so yeah. what was the argument about? Was it something serious or just like nonsense? Oh, it was stupid. It okay. was it was work. I was at work, stupid thing. Okay. It was just um he uh, he disagreed with something I was doing. Okay. And uh, I disagreed with his disagreement. Right. And well, he, he are you like doing he, it? No, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. He felt he had the right to tell me and I should listen. And I felt he had the right to just... Uh, fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what the situation was. <laughs> well, hey. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair if you ask me. So, um, So these two guys are arguing and they're like... So controlled, and the anger is building up, and they're back and forthing, and they're back and forthing. And the blonde guy is taller; he's quite a bit taller. So the other guy is looking up at him. Yeah. So we got we just, which always cracks me up. I guess they're doing that to show the difference in their heights, but the shot is of like Spanish John Stamos nostrils the whole time. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so they're arguing, and finally. The blonde guy says something, he just about clenches his teeth when he finishes saying it. It reminds me of it, now you're saying it, it reminds me of the, the, the Brendan Fraser film. I think we've talked about it before. Um, Which one? The one with Elizabeth Hurley. Oh, uh, 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 yes, uh, Bedeviled. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Dazzled. Bedazzled. Bedazzled. Bedazzled, that, yes. the, the, the set piece where he gets, turns into like a Pablo Escobar character. Yes, yes, yes. And he's just walking around being Spanish. <laughs> like he's, that was like him. He yes. was like that character. Yes, with yes, his shirt yes. Done and like yes, yes, yes. His hair was even in the exact same way. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> One of my favorite scenes in a movie ever. <laughs> the waitress says like, would you like some shrimp? He says, no, no, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't like shrimp and I don't speak Spanish. Wait a minute, I speak Spanish very well. Si, hablo español. Oh no, that's what it was, that's right. He says, she says something in Spanish, he says, Oh, perdóname, pero no, uh, no hablo español. And it's like, un momento, yo hablo español muy bien. Yeah. And then he says, he asked for shellfish, that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> or he's, he either asked for shellfish, or he says he's allergic to shellfish. I forget which one it is. Yeah, he is. <laughs> that's right, yeah. So, they, they, um come to the end of their argument and the blonde guy leaves and Spanish John Stamos says, ooh, he's like really like boiling now 
<laughs> and so you think he's gonna, I don't know, break a glass, throw a piece of furniture or something, and he runs down, and you're like, oh, here comes the violence, and he doesn't even actually make contact. He pretends to swing at the pillow on the couch, and he like hits the pillow like four times, and it was such a, it, it was such a impotent display of rage <laughs> that I just started laughing right away. I was like, is, is this, really? Come on, dude, you're Mexican. Pull yeah. out a gun and shoot the fucking ceiling. <laughs> Something. Come, what is happening here? So anyway, so that happens, and I. That's another thing that I find puzzling. The scene transitions. It was... And that just occurs to me. Legend. Remember we were talking about with Legend? Uh-huh. How awful the scene transitions were. They were like at point A at 6 a.m. And then they were in point B at like 12 p.m. I, I mean 11 p.m. And it was just like day and night. And then completely different locales. There's never a shot where they're moving from one locale to the other. Yeah. And that's kind of how this was. So they were just arguing... And then they show uh, a Spanish Barry Manilow walks into a cavernous house, of course, because they're all loaded in these mm-hmm. telenovelas. And he walks in, and there's a priest there. There's an old. At first, you don't know it's a priest; it's an old man. And then they exchange greetings and walk away, and you say, "Like, oh, he's a priest." And 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 I mentioned to Sean, I said, "Like, you know, I love how they do that. Like, it, it seems to be almost in every Spanish telenovela, or even like a Spanish movie, like that." Uh, Oh, I forget the name of it, but we watched it when Torsten was on the Argentinian movie about like oh, in the days of slavery yeah, and, yeah. and it was supposed to be like paranormal or whatever. Yeah. And there was like a priest hand and they have priests handy like, I don't know, it's like an Uber. It's like there's like a priest there and in American TV, if a priest shows up, that means it's going to be an episode that they're doing with a message kind of, you know, it's like, yeah. it's like, oh, consider, you know, consider... Consider keeping your baby or giving up your baby for adoption. Don't go the abortion route. Or, you know, it's like, we all have to live together. Let's find a common way through God. It was well, always that's, some no, that's of... a good example. It's one of those old-fashioned... It just shows you, I guess, when you're in a country that is primarily monotheistic, like to, you know, to a large extent. Right. That that's just a normal person. That's a normal everyday character. Right. It's like the old-fashioned like British TV shows. You'd have like, oh yeah, there'd be the a vicar. butcher, <laughs> there'd be a baker, there'd be, right, you know, right, right. They were just everyday people. Yes, you know, it's like oh, the Undertaker. Like, yeah, they're just they're people you would see in the town. Right, and now that doesn't really exist. Like no. you'd have like a priest character because there was just a priest. But now, in order for there to be a priest, it's like, what's going on? Who's dead? Right, like, right, Who's what, the right, what, exactly. What's happening? Why is there a priest here all of a sudden? Right, because I, I thought, you know, especially with the title of the episode, I'm thinking, okay, the priest is here for the last rites. Mm. So the priest and the guy are talking, and you look at the guy's shirt, and the guy has a, I think it might have been a denim shirt, it might not have, I'm not sure, but it was baby blue. No, it, was, it wasn't denim, it, it wasn't was linen, it was just it was shit. Like, right, it was... <laughs> It looked like this guy had waded through like Jimmy Buffett's like just like his tall bag, his gig bag, and just picked out all the shit he wouldn't miss. <laughs> I won't lie to you, ladies and gentlemen. I live for the moments when Sean has that <laughs> disdainful. It's like, nah, it was just shit. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my favorite moments. But the best part of that is the fact that, the, the, like, a denim shirt wouldn't be shit. Be like, no, 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 no. That would be pretty cool. No. No, this was just 
just a shit <laughs> right. overshot. No, no, no. That time when Brittany and Justin were all in denim, I lived for that. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so he has this light blue shirt on. And it's got this little swirly design on both sides. And I'm laughing. I'm like, wow, this guy's into his fancy shirts. And he's talking to the priest. And the priest is going back. And the priest is a... He kind of looked like... He kind of looked like William Forsythe. Do you know who William Forsythe is? Do you know the name? Yeah, I know He the was name. the voice of Charlie's Angel... Of Charlie and Charlie's Angels. Okay, yeah. And he was Blake Carrington back when they had Dynasty, the old TV show. Oh, Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, this guy looked like he could be related to him. Uh-huh. Like, big head, big gray, full head of hair kind of stuff. And then, which I didn't notice, and Sean said, that guy's got some serious uh, eyebrows going on. And I looked at the guy's eyebrows. And Caterpillar doesn't quite cover it. It looked like a rabbit, or two rabbits were, or better yet, it looked like a beaver was lodged into his forehead above his eye because he literally had more hair in each eyebrow than I had on each leg. I mean, and I don't have, like, you know, smooth legs by any stretch of the imagination. These were some hairy ass... And they weren't... I don't think they were connected, so it wasn't like it was like a unibrow or anything. These were just some of the bushiest eyebrows I've ever seen. It was almost like... It was almost like a desert grass had planted above his eye. I think they might have been connected, but because they were just so thick... Yes. In a thinner eyebrow, where it would look like a monobrow, it was like there were there was like thin strands Three of hair things. almost connecting them that you just didn't see. No, you couldn't. With a big bushiness. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the priest is there, and he's talking with the guy, and the guy is saying something, and somehow he's relating something about his mother is what I caught, and then it's a flashback memory, and the memory is hilarious. Because, of course, the memory flashback, the way they approach the memory flashback in this show, the producers, the directors, whoever the, the creatives are on this show, is it's all fuzzy in the background, kind of like the old photos used to be. And then he's arguing with his mother, and he has a shirt on. And again, it's got this, like, vertical pattern. He's into vertical patterns on his shirt. And I, I'm totally with Sean. It's like, that shirt was shit, is what it was. <laughs> it was shit. So it's this black shirt with just these, like, white pinstripes. And he's arguing with his mother back and forth, and and she's just like telling him to calm down, and he's no, and he's furious. And then the memory comes back, and he's back in the in, in the house with the priest, and he tells the priest something. He says, I have something to confess to you, or at least after what I caught, and he says something else, and the priest says, oh, and he covers his mouth, says, like, say it ain't so, blah, 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 and carries on, and then, you know, we fade to black. And I was like, oh. And I was like, wait a minute, is this going to... And sure enough, here come the credits for the show. So here, these are the credits for, for, for um, Lo Que La Vida Me Robo. And it shows all the actors and actresses. And each one is in a cornier position than the other. Oh, yeah. Like, it starts off with a girl, like, at the beach, leaning in a most unnatural fashion. It's, it's one of those, and you've all seen those. This is... Um, when you see it in print modeling or something, where, or even on a, a commercial. In the U.S., most of those are actually done with uh, 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 when they're selling pharmaceuticals. When they have certain medicines and they show all these people either jogging or whatever. You've <laughs> never seen people look like that when they're jogging <clears throat> or jog like that because they're either covered in sweat or they just look miserable because, you know, it's like you're either totally... Because that's the thing with jogging. You're either totally into it or you're hating every fucking second of doing it. It's yeah. like there it seems to be no in-between with that. And she has this where she's leaning with one hand casually 
on a park bench along a seaside or water lakeside, whatever it is, big body of water, and the wind is blowing and it's like sunset. And it's a pretty blonde woman. Um, and she's doing this unnatural lean and then goes on to the next actress and it's an older actress. And she does this, she's standing in front of a huge mansion and she does this like little eye roll from right to left and kind of turns the head, which is hilarious. And then they were just going successfully through all, uh, successfully through all, uh, 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 all these uh, actors that are on the show, each one funnier than the next, until they come up to one guy, and the two of us just started laughing out loud because this was the most ridiculous one. He was just some random, uh, I mean, obviously he must be some big player on the show, but we didn't see him in the 20 minutes that we watched. Some old, some middle-aged guy with glasses, again, handsome, with these incredibly blue eyes. It's like, where did all these blue-eyed people come from in Mexico? It's like, like I was telling Sean, the Mexicans are targeted, are marketing themselves all wrong. They, they want Trump to, like, accept them. Show them, like, a telenovela with all the blonde women and all the blonde guys and all the blue-eyed people. Just show them that. You'll all get into the country free, post-haste. I mean, it'll be ridiculous. So, um, so they, they show the guy... And he has glasses on. And he does this squint like, like Fry, when Fry is suspicious of, of, of Bender on Futurama, where he's just like this half squint and he just closes his <laughs> eyes. And we just like are laughing uncontrollably because it just looks so stupid. So it goes through all the things. And then the music comes on. Oh, it, that, which reminds me, for whatever reason, when Spanish Baron Manilow is talking to the priest, the music comes on. And I turned to Sean, I was like, why does it sound like this is going to break into a Richard Marx video? Because yeah. the music was, it was like, it was like Richard Marx wrote it, li- uh-huh. literally. And it was, actually the credits, now I think of it, it was, the credits were like a, an Oscars montage. Mm. Because they had, which I've never seen, I don't know if it's a standard telenovela thing, but they were like, the, they were like categorizing the actors as they were coming up. It was like, leading lady. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, leading yeah, yeah. actor, it was yeah. like supporting actor, yeah, supporting yeah. lady, and then it was like protagonist, yeah, yeah. antagonista, yeah, 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 I was yeah, like, yeah, huh? yeah, 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 right, I, you know, yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, then, like they were saying, like, oh, so we know she's a female antagonist. She was like, ooh, bad woman. I'm like, well, how do you know if you're gonna have an episode where her character changes and she becomes good? So they suddenly put like a question mark after it. <laughs> antagonista. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, right. So um, they go through the credits, and no sooner, and they're, they're singing now in the credits. And Sean says, "This sounds like, this sounds like Enrique Iglesias." And no sooner does he say yeah. it, it pops up on the screen, sung by Enrique Iglesias. I'm like, oh, "There you go, man." Which, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, to be quite honest, I never knew Sean was such a fan. Oh but yeah, he pointed out his voice right away. To be your hero, baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> He's, he really mastered that croaky singing thing. Oh. That was big in like the the late nineties. A lot of the boy bands were doing it in England. Yes, that yeah, I want dance. If you ask me, I want to. Never looks like he's about to puke. <laughs> <laughs> As you can say, that third time I started to like dry heave because I thought you were gonna throw up. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, it's riding back up on me. What's he doing?" <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the credits end. Uh, 
what's what's next after the credits? Oh, so now we're in the house of uh, Spanish. No, 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 no. We see a guy, and he looks. There's a white dude in there. He looks fairly muscular, nothing too huge or anything, but a big guy. Also, kind of like dark, dark uh, blonde, uh, light brown hair, kind of stuff. Green eyes, and he's got a shirt on, and the shirt has an anchor on it. And when they were going through the credits, actually, they're going through these credits and we're laughing at all these various stupid poses. And at one point, there's a guy like in a captain's outfit, but like an old style captain's outfit. And he literally looked like the captain on Gilligan's Island, like got, uh, got in his like formals, put on his formal attire. And that's what he looked like. And it was just like, what the hell's going on here? We're laughing hysterically. So, so it must have something to do, I guess... It's a shipping family or a yacht, pleasure yacht family. Or, uh, you know, maybe they own one of the Royal Caribbean cruises. I don't know. Uh-huh. But it's something like that. So this this guy has a shirt on that has like... It, at first I thought it was a police badge. But then you see it's got an anchor in it. And it's like, oh, okay. These guys are all part of some shipping magnet or whatever. He's in there and he's uh, 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 back and forth and back and forth and picking up the phone. And in walks Spanish John Stamos. And he gives him a beer. <laughs> and this is what I was talking about with the scene transitions. There's no lead into like who it is. But I guess that's part of it is because it's been established so long. So when it comes up, you know whose house is what. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But but if you're watching for the first time, you're like, what? What is this? Where? Who is this? Where? Where is it? What's? Why are we here? Once once again, you've hit upon something there. It's almost as if they don't expect that we're just gonna watch from the episode twenty minutes in. <laughs> no, I don't think <laughs> How they dare were. They? I don't think they were marketing towards our niche. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, um, so uh, a Spanish John Stamos gives this guy a beer, and they start going back and forth. He says, "I don't know, whatever," and he gets on the phone. And the phone disconnects, you know, whatever. And he picks up the phone. And nobody picks up. And he picks up the phone again. And the phone picks up. And he's, uh, Esmeralda? You know? And then some woman says, very casually, because he was very agitated. He's, he doesn't know where Esmeralda is. The whole nine. And some woman picks up. And she's dressed in a tight white shirt with these big blue pantaloons. I can't describe them <laughs> any other way. Right? <laughs> And she's got these like platform high heels where the heel looks like the leg of a diamond. Actually, it looks like the leg of this table. Yeah. Kind of. It's about the same size. Um, and again, pretty woman, you know, uh, hair up in a ponytail, I believe it was. I think. Maybe I'm wrong. Anyway. So she picks up the phone and you're like, oh, this must be Esmeralda. And then, you know, you can see he's getting agitated, like, where the fuck is Esmeralda? It's like, oh, this isn't Esmeralda. Okay, we don't know where Esmeralda is. And she's basically taunting him. She's basically giving him a whole bunch of shit and taunting him, and he's getting more and more agitated, and he hangs up. She hangs up. She's kind of laughing. Um, he then is going back and forth with Spanish John Stamos, like, what's going on? What's happening? What are we going to do? I don't know. Blah, blah, blah. Going back and forth. Okay. Then. A face to black again. Am I missing any of the scenes? Then he shows up basically at her place. 
When when did the women come in? When they that they were at the very end. Oh, they were at the end. Okay. They were right before the very end, but before we stopped watching, I should say. Yeah. Okay. Oh no no no! He doesn't come in yet. Then we get then we get that interlude. Yes, we get an interlude. Some other random guy, young guy, brown hair, curly. He's sitting in what looks to be almost like a lawyer's office or an accountant's office, and he's in the leather chair. Obviously, he's. In the visitor's chair, not, you know, this isn't his place kind of stuff. And he's saying something, <laughs> and then he says something, and it's hilarious. And then you hear this ominous, like, drum beat, like on the, on, on the tom-tom drums, like, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> and they show this guy, and he's kind of squinting, and he's got the horn-rimmed glasses, and he literally looks like an accountant. Yeah. Like, the music is completely incongruous to who they just showed us, like... On, on, on screen because you're expecting like I don't know maybe a demented scientist or 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 a biker gang leader or 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 <laughs> some kind of fucking badass or you know like a general with a patch over his eye something like that I don't know who but I wasn't expecting this dude yeah like this dude was like oh hi I'm a nerd and I'm squinting it, it was just completely just like weird yeah so from there we go, and the blonde guy who was talking to Spanish, the young one who was agitated and looking for Esmeralda, who was talking to Spanish, John Stamos, walks into the room, and here's our woman, and I don't know what to call her. She didn't, like, remind me of anybody, except you correctly pointed out, like I said, she's got the white, tight white shirt on and the blue pantaloons, and you correctly pointed out, she's dressed like Aladdin, and she <laughs> totally was dressed like Aladdin. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 literally, and, and, you know, even down to the ponytail, you're like, she might be a genie. I think that's what it is in this show. She just might be a genie. Yeah. So um, the young guy walks in and he's just like really agitated and, and, and trying to get her to, 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 I don't know, tell him where Esmeralda is or whatever. So she basically is just like, oh, uh, uh. and the setting is great. The setting looks like, it almost looks like it's a den or a study, but it had a dining room table. And then it had another table that was in front of them with like two bottles of like cognac or scotch or whatever was there. Like, you know, the big crystal, uh, mm -hmm. uh, very cliche looking on a <clears> tray. <throat> but two, but not one, two. I'm like, all right, somebody here really likes to hit the sauce. It's like my kind of house. All right, great. You know, so she storms out. In comes Spanish John Stamos. And he starts talking to her now. I'm like, okay. So I'm just like, First of all, if she was taunting them on the phone, why did she let them in the house? Because now I don't know. Did she go to John Stamos's house, or is this her house where she was earlier? Mm -hmm. I, 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 I'm, I'm completely kind of confused as to the location, which I suppose yeah. doesn't matter. But John Stamos and her are having a conversation, and at this point, John Stamos's eyes are not just runny and watery; they are like red, it, which lends more credence to my theory that they rubbed the cat in his face before they shot this thing, or something. <laughs> <laughs> or or he hit a three foot bong before he because like that's how red his eyes are literally. Oh, yeah. And so they cut for. Did they do that their whole scene before we find the guy with Esmeralda? I think they did, right? I think so. Yes. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So he right he's going back and forth with with this with Aladdin. So uh, Spanish John Stamos and Aladdin are going back and forth. And they're arguing, and it's really, really humorous, because he's arguing with her, where she's just kind of like, and it's done for like almost like an artistic print shoot, 
where she her face is 90 degrees to the camera, so it's just she's in complete and utter profile, and he's kind of like three quarters and like three inches from her nose, and he's talking to her, and he's talking to her very seriously. And I don't know why I'm sounding French, even yeah. though we're watching a Spanish <laughs> telenovela. But he is talking. And I turned to Sean, and I'm like, have you ever argued with a woman like this? <laughs> As Sean appropriately says. Uh, n- uh, no, because I don't argue. Men don't argue with women like that at all anyway. It's, <laughs> right. It's, either it's just... You're shouting and you're angry right. and it's a big blow of fight. Right. Or you, you listen for like a minute and a half and you either just Storm shut off, off right. or you just walk off. Right, right exactly. <laughs> you're either like your your mouth drops and flies start going in. Right. And she's like, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> or you just full on just walk away and be like, okay, well, I'm going to Right. <laughs> exactly. Because it's like, who are you? Like, I'm... Right. Anyway. That was more of an argument, like, lift your leg, lift your leg, lift your leg. I can't get... Yeah, okay, lift your leg. It was almost like a sexual argument as opposed to an argument argument because they're so damn close in each other's faces. Yeah. And um, and that, that, was basically, that was basically that scene. They just kind of argued back and forth. And then we go to the young guy, the blonde guy, and I guess this is the house where Esmeralda was, and he's talking to Esmeralda. And she's a, she's a young girl. She's kind of pretty. Obviously, it looks like she's been beaten up. They've done the makeup on her like she's beaten up. But it looks like old bruises. Almost like it's a couple of days old of bruising. Yeah. Like like one of those bruises where when it's fresh, it's all red and swollen. But then it dies down and starts turning that greenish purple kind of... Yeah. And, and I even said to Sean, kudos to the makeup department, that actually bruising looked really good. Yeah. Like it was up around her eye, around her nose, on her cheekbone... I was like, oh, that's actually a really nice... I, I really appreciated the makeup <laughs> on her bruise job, yeah. So, um, this guy is now arguing with Esmeralda. And, he, and of course, the whole point of this argument is uh, he wants to know who did this, I guess. And she doesn't want to give up the info because she's like, it's not worth it, blah, blah, blah. She's dressed in a tight, tight miniskirt and has this odd shirt on that almost looked like she took a tablecloth and cut a hole in it to put her head in. And then wore that. Because like it's finished off kind of like triangularly at the bottom. It was just kind of weird. Yeah. And so they're just like back and forth. And he is furious. Furious, furious with her that she's not telling him. And at the end of the scene, he gets really angry. And he goes to throw a punch just like uh, a Spanish John Stamos did earlier. And does this little ineffectual pop on like a window screen. And it just kind of goes... And it opens up a little bit. It's like... They got to market their violence a little bit better there. I don't know if, if people are really buying that they're angry. It's like they know that if they hit anything with any power, the whole set is just going to fall over. <laughs> yes, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. It's just like, you, you got to hit something, then we might have to do this scene all over again, and you need to know exactly where it was before you hit it. So you want to <laughs> hit it without moving anything. <laughs> yeah, okay. No, don't hit it too hard, okay? You do, you do. No, very gently. You just you got it. to keep the emotion inside. You keep it outside. That's right, real men bleed on the inside. <laughs> Hot and everything, it all bleeds on the inside. So anyway, he hits this and it goes, pop, 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 the little thing rattles open. Next scene. Two girls walk in, each one blonder than the next, as white as if they came from Minnesota yesterday. I mean, yeah. it's just ridiculous. In basically uh, sausage casings, 
I don't know how else to describe <laughs> the dresses on. There wasn't like an ounce left to the imagination. This is how tight these dresses were. It, they were it, really cheap looking. It was really weird. It, and right. And they both had like six inch heels with a platform on the bottom. And I was like, is this a, is, are they contractually, is every woman contractually obligated to wear heels like this in this show? Because it was just ludicrous. And, and Sean rightly pointed out, if these two girls were on the street anywhere, at least in the tri-state area right now, you would say, okay, they're either strippers or spring break is somewhere nearby and they're a bunch of drunken college girls. I, 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 there's no, there's no yeah. other two ways about it. It's like, you wouldn't dress like that. No. Because I think both of their dresses had patterns. No. One had a dress with little big patterns, uh, kind of jungly white, black, floral thing going on, and one had a green dress. So the two of them sit down, and they're chatting, and they're chatting very amicably, like they were out somewhere, and they had a good time, and they're kind of laughing about it, and ha, 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 and everything's great, and the scene's going along, and they're just sitting on the couch, and it was a weird shot of them on the couch. It was kind of like... The shot was when they first come into the scene, the camera was set back as if you were in the back of the house somewhere. And you see them walk in the front door and you see the living room set up stage and you see the back of the couch kind of thing. Not from the front, but from the back. And so they kept the shot that way, which I was like, well, that's odd. Wouldn't they want to get another angle from here or there? So they're literally shooting the two girls doing their scene from behind the couch, mm. like from above. Okay, whatever. I mean, if that's what your DP wants, okay, do that. They're talking back and forth, and then the girl with the green dress is talking. She's like, yeah, and then... Uh, <coughs> <coughs> and then literally keels over and falls on the floor out cold. Like, she coughs... I, I don't think she coughed more than four times. No. And, and just, like, passes out immediate, cold. Just and immediately just drops, like, out like a light. Hilarious. And, of course, because she's this courageous young woman, like, the shot is her face with hair and then her boob and, like, a nipple pointing out through the dress. And it was like, what the hell is this? It was just... And the girl's like, oh, my God, what is... And I'm like, okay, they weren't drinking. They didn't have food in their hands. What could have possibly caused her to just, like, cough twice and pass out? I like to think that the pointed... The the pokey nipple was the the director's artistic way of showing that she's sick like she has a fever she's like, <laughs> that's yes, the fever you will be you will cough and you will be hot and sweating but your nipple will be hard as rock like you are <laughs> like you are freezing cold on the inside <laughs> this is the only way we will truly know how you are feeling i see this is just a metaphor i see yes. okay <laughs> right so that happens and which I'm just like, you know, I've seen people like kind of pass out out of nowhere, but to cough twice and then pass out cold, that was that was a new one for me. Yeah. 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 Kind of like when Wendy Williams did that a couple of months ago, where she stood up and her eyes looked all kind of funny, and then she just like fell backwards and like passed out on, on live that. TV. Oh, I didn't see that. You haven't seen that? Oh, did look up Wendy Williams passes out on the show. <laughs> what was wrong with her? I think she said the next day she was like, uh, um, she was dehydrated and all this stuff. But if you ask me, when you saw it happen, I was like, oh my God, she got a stroke. Oh my God. Yeah. Because it's like the Statue of Liberty as well. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's, it was, um, it literally looked like she had a stroke. It looked like she was trying to talk and she couldn't and she freaked out. And then she took two steps back and like fell down. 
Oh, God. Oh, you got it? Okay. It was a real life scare for Wendy Williams on Halloween morning. We've got a lot to talk about because the talk show host passed out. We're going to pay some money to entertain him tonight. Yeah. We're going to owe them some money. Here we go. So it was a lot of fun. Let's get started. Our first caress. Caress? Fucking hell! <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh my God! You have to. I know. I saw it. Yeah. Are you kidding? What the fuck? That's Jesus what Christ! <laughs> I've never seen anyone go down like that in like a movie. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Her but face hurts. Right. That's what I'm saying. She was having a stroke. There's no way she wasn't having a stroke. Uh, uh, just bang. Because she realized, like, all of a sudden, like, her brain and her mouth weren't connecting. The next breath. And she was fine. She just, that was what she said. She was dehydrated. She said she was dehydrated. How on earth can you explain that away? Yeah, exactly. The only other thing that makes sense to me is. And again, this is <laughs> it's, it's, this would. We're not laughing out of pain. We're no, laughing at the situation. This would certainly sound. This would sound. This would sound <laughs> racist if it wasn't for the fact that this was this uh, Aziz Ansari did this bit already because yeah. used to be a, not a joke, but used to be a thing that I always used to say. And then I saw Aziz Ansari did a stand-up special where he stole the whole bit okay. and made fun of it. I was like, oh fucking, he got away with this well because he's Indian, so he can say <laughs> this thing. But the, the old adage of whenever you see a magic show. There is always you're guaranteed to have um, some black guys like right in the screen for reaction, guest reaction, yeah. whether it is in the stage or uh-huh. whether it's David Blaine street magic. Oh, yeah, Probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. You need black people there because nobody reacts to magic like black people. Like they <laughs> right. they buy into it. Did you see like that? it is real sorcery. Did you did did you not see? Speaking of that, that was fairly recently. I saw like a Facebook thing. This guy who does this thing like street magic where he rips a person's heads off. And he runs away with it. <laughs> no. you never seen it? No. And no, he no. did it like on a bus and they showed this black dude and he fucking <laughs> wigged out, dude. He lost his fucking mind because he's just, the dude comes up and you see the person's head and he literally just rips it off and runs away. <laughs> and, and the guy was sitting in front of the person whose head got ripped off and he's just like, and this was on a bus, no less. And he's just sitting there and he goes... Ah! And just like starts losing his mind and jumping up and down and all over. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it, that's so, what she looked like. That her face went full on like she'd just seen some David Blaine magic. And yes. she was like ah, yes. Oh, bang. Like I said, that was a stroke. I don't care yeah. what they say because you saw that because first, first her speech got shaky. Yeah, and then her eyes bugged out because she realized she can't speak anymore. Yeah. And then she started losing her balance. <laughs> just disappeared out of the shot. <laughs> Sack of potatoes. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Wendy. Don't mean to laugh at your pain, but that was very amusing. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to show that to my wife. Oh, she hasn't seen it yet either? Oh, no. She had to have. If she'd have seen that, she would have, like, showed you. Showed me. <laughs> and Because that, that's mad. Because the only person I've actually seen in real life pass out is my wife. Okay. Because she has this like vasovagal reaction thing where like her blood pressure like yeah, yeah, something yeah. happens when she starts to feel sick if she feels nauseous uh, she like her blood pressure or whatever it is drop or go high or and then she will like you know pass out right 
I've seen her do that before, and like it, it's not that. No, I mean it's no. just like it looks like she's just falling asleep. Yeah, But that was like just that, ooh, bang. <laughs> yeah, no, dude, that was like I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, when I saw that. So this is how this girl similarly she calls twice and just and of course when she passes out she falls off the couch she goes down head first she doesn't crumple on the floor face yeah. down she rolls over beautifully so that the hair is off her face and her hardened nipple is yeah. poking through her dress and everybody could see this so and I'm just like bravo slow clap so slow clap for the fight choreographer in that scene because he was like ah, we want to see a little action let's see a little action ladies come on let's do it yeah. in the real world she would have collapsed broken her ankle from the ridiculous shoes she was wearing <laughs> right and she'd have landed directly on her tip which would have exploded in, a, in an explosion of silicone or saline just let's be fair let's just be fair it could have been saline <laughs> and, just be like, oh, and that was our 20 minutes yeah that was our 20 minutes my friend all right. Yeah. So before we come to our conclusions on the show, why don't we uh, 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 go through our grades for what we ate and what we drank today? Yes. Yes. So we had the Coach Manning Heroes, which is chicken cutlet, bacon, melted provolone, and honey mustard dressing. We each had that on a hero. Um, you want me to start? You want to start with that? Uh, okay. Yeah. It was. It was good. It was tasty. I enjoyed it. Um, nice. You know, it was big, but big for us. You know, finished yeah. it off. It was. Um, yeah, no, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was, it was pretty good. I mean, there's no like standout like negatives, right? Or particularly positives, you know, right. just yeah. overall good. You know, pretty, pretty nice. Traveled fairly well. What it was. Um, yep. I would give it a, uh, I'd say a three point two. I think probably. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I actually enjoyed it more than that. Um, but like you said, there's nothing particularly uh, uh, um, fantastic about any of it. But I just thought the whole thing was one. One first, the sandwich. There's tons of it on there. Lots of good. The bread yeah. was good. Tons of chicken on it. Um, tons of actually a good amount of bacon on it. And the bacon was nice and crispy, so I really enjoyed that. The honey mustard. I would have probably enjoyed it if it was a little more tart as opposed to sweet. Because sometimes the honey mustards they have a little bit of a they have a little bit of 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 a spectrum on how they you know some of them are like really sweet some of them are a little more on the tart or a little more on the spicy side kind of like a little more mustardy I thought this one could have done I I definitely would have probably enjoyed it more if it was on the spicy side uh-huh. but overall as a sandwich and and I snarfed it without like looking back kind of stuff so. I'd give it a three six. I, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Okay, and now for our the star of our show that's been keeping us fueled and entertained during this last however many minutes we've been talking, Paradox Brewery's uh, Beaver Bite IPA. I I'll go first on this one. I'll tell you. Uh, uh, I was surprised by it. Um, and like we said earlier on, it's. And you, and you pointed out correctly, it's very, very well balanced. It seems like it'll go into being too bitter and too hoppy, and it doesn't. And it almost seems like it'll go to be like too citrusy, almost almost go to the goza side of, of things, uh-huh. but it doesn't. 
and overall it's it's just a really good combo for a really enjoyable beer um six percent abv it goes down easy it was yeah I, I'd, gi I'd give this i'd give this a three i'd give this a three i'd give this a three seven yeah um i think i would uh i think i'd probably give it exactly the same three seven I, I agree. I think it, it, you know, just like I said, it's very nice, well balanced. It's good, good for hot weather. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, it's just basically like you know. I, I understand you don't if you don't drink craft beers, you don't drink more complex you know flavors in your in your beer. Then you're not just going to wake up one day and just have a, a you know this drink or an IPA and be like, oh, that's nice. But right. I understand it's not an overnight thing. However, given like you know a little bit of trying it out and trying to make it work. There's no excuse why anybody would ever decide like a Bud Light or a Coors Light or whatever the fuck would ever be a better decision or more refreshing than like something like this. No, like, This is no. a good example of something that's like, it's not too complicated. It's right. not too complex. Right. And it's the perfect example of like, you can have, yeah, beer doesn't, because people always say who don't like craft beers, like, oh, I like my beers to be refreshing and like crisp and like, I don't want all that stuff. And like, well, yeah, it's just funny. There's, There's plenty of them like, like that. that. Yeah, of course. Lots of uh, pilsners and lagers and, and and IPAs even that you can get like that. <sighs> yeah, I just don't understand why people and, and gozas now because now like that seems to have picked up as well and they're all over the place. So yeah, it's, it's, yeah. All right. Yeah. So good job, good job, uh, Paradox, and good job, uh, Crossroads Deli. And now for our conclusion to lo que la vida me robo. I'll go first, uh -huh. and then you can tell me your take on it. I think this is a show a la The Love Boat. And I think these people are all crew members on a pleasure ship. Uh -huh. And this is their, like, this particular episode was their week off. So the priest is there to, you know, because every ship needs a priest. Uh, the one guy is probably the captain. The other guy is probably in charge of waiters. Um, so I would say Barry Manilow was the captain and John Stamos was, you know, either the maitre d' or possibly even the chef. Mm -hmm. um, the younger, the younger, uh, uh, light brown haired guy who's looking for Esmeralda, he's probably, I don't know, either a deckhand or... Uh, head lead waiter, maybe even a sous chef, perhaps, you uh -huh. know. Esmeralda's his girlfriend, obviously. Somebody smacked her up. Um, the girl dressed like Aladdin. Um, I think she's like the entertainer, entertainment director. And that's why she's dressed like that. She was probably just doing like Aladdin. And they kind of... <laughs> Esmeralda probably like got popped in the mouth during one of the dance numbers. Popped in the face, and she doesn't want to say who it is because you know the show must go on, kind of stuff. Uh -huh. And maybe she was hiding behind a set of window shutters and just this is true. Somebody got frustrated, yeah, 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 yeah. And then the two girls, they are obviously the cocktail waitresses, yeah. And now we're going to be down one cocktail waitress because judging from the title of the episode, she has incurable tumor, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, maybe that's why the nipple was there. Because that's where the tumor is. 
Maybe it was kind of like yeah, a bullseye kind of. That's what it is. Yeah. So that's what I think. I think this is all like a crew from a from a, uh, a cruise liner. That's what I think is going on here. Uh, oh, and I forgot the the <laughs> weird guy and the lawyer. Oh yeah. That was just the accountant and his helper, and he was saying somebody's cooking the books. That's yeah. what I think happened there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What do you think? Um, <clears throat> I think oh, I think you're on something. Okay. About the whole love boat situation. Okay. I think yeah. it is. I think the whole thing is taking place on a boat. Uh huh. However, I think what's happened uh-huh. is a couple of Jersey Shore like American girls. Uh huh. The, the blonde, like, white-looking people that we saw uh-huh. near the end. Yeah. They're on this, you know, Caribbean love boat uh-huh. situation. And um, going back to Wendy Williams, it's an example of what happens where one of them was just out in the sun for too long, <laughs> got dehydrated. The dehydration <laughs> led to her body reclaiming the saline solution within her tip. <laughs> Which then led to, like, a bad infection. Which caused her just to collapse in her bedroom, <laughs> and then she and then she started to hallucinate this whole episode, and oh. she dreamt up all of these characters oh. based on people that are already on the ship that she'd seen. It's a fever dream. It's a fever dream, but primarily because there's like maybe like a middle aged maid who's trying to clean the room, and she's just like hovering over top of her, being like, uh, uh, "You yeah. <laughs> And she's just imagining the whole thing just okay. like All right. coming before her uh, coming before her like that. Well, that's that's, that's as good as guess as any, I guess. Yeah. I'm not sure how your medical vector works there, but okay. <laughs> I'll take it. All right, very good. Yeah, that's what I think. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Wow. That was probably one of the more memorable <laughs> uh, okay. Well there you go, folks. That's uh, episode forty two of what's going on here. Uh, that's our conclusion of Lo que la vida me robo episode 69 that's what we think happened there mm. that's our takes and we're standing by those yeah I'm not going to lie when I saw the word robo in it I kind of thought there'd be a robot somewhere but that's know, there was no robot no no robot that would be perfect though. that would be a great character that would be a great introduce. episode if <laughs> just like a, a Robbie the Robot style character just comes <laughs> in a Spanish robot oh, yeah like, like a Spanish ah. R2 yeah Ay, ay, ay. And just kind of like walks out. <laughs> nice. All right, yeah. folks. That's it for us. Episode 42. Uh, talk to you next time. Bye.